Y'all know I'm that boy Bridging the gap between Wall Street and the streets Where they back against the wall Invent you, I had to invent me B said get information, she met LLCs Put the world in your palm You soon see palm trees What I mean taking place The dark 50 Welcome back, guys, to another episode of the Inventu Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Alexander, founder and CEO at Inventu. This episode is sponsored by Inventu Consulting. If you're looking to launch, fund, or grow your business, feel free to go to inventu.com backslash consulting or click the link in our bio or below attached to this podcast, guys. Once again, if you're looking to have a business plan or a grant written so you can expand your company, definitely reach out to myself and my team. Today, we have an esteemed guest with us in the real estate space, my guy, Marquise Robinson. What's going on, brother? Man, I can't, I'm having a great day, man. Thank you for the opportunity, man. Uh, man, I'm great, you know. I can't complain, guys. Um, I hope everyone's doing well. Most definitely, most definitely. So, man, let's just kick it off. Let's start telling the people where you're from, man. Okay. Um, I grew up uh, most of my life, man. I grew up up in South Georgia for the most part. Uh, I'm here locally, of course, in Metro Atlanta, in the Atlanta market. Um, I mean, you know, humble beginnings, man. I came from a single parent home. Uh, my mom did a great job with uh, my siblings and I. Um, I was the first college grad in my family on my mom's side. Uh, for the first to the, have my own business, the first to, you know, you know, uh, become get in a fraternity and things like that. So a lot of firsts that kind of inspired me to, you know, keep going. That kind of you know, early on in my life, that kind of made me look at things like, man, you may be a bit different. You know, you may be the black sheep of the family, but most importantly, you may have to be the one to really kind of break some more barriers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, humble beginnings, man. I grew up in South Georgia for the most part. Uh, for people who don't know, it's completely different from Atlanta. Atlanta's like, I give it like New York. Like Atlanta's like Brooklyn, Queens, busy, a lot of people moving and shaking. And then South Georgia is kind of like upstate New York, slow and things like that. So that that's kind of like the best example I can give people. You know what I mean? So very humble beginnings, man. I really didn't see too many people that look like me, you know, in entrepreneurship, let alone real estate. And that kind of inspired me to, uh, you know, do what I'm doing now. Yeah, for sure. And, and and I love that comparison, man. Growing up, like, I didn't know what upstate New York meant, right? Like, I thought Manhattan was the capital of New York. You know, I'm from right. Uh, Jamaica, Queens originally. So I thought Manhattan it was like, this is like the capital of New York. Right. I couldn't even, you know, fathom what Albany meant or where it was, man. So, right. so, so, so you know, like, like tell, tell, tell the world what you do, man. Like, like what's your industry? Okay. What do you do? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a real estate investor. I'm a real estate investor uh, here in, here in uh, Metro Atlanta. Uh, my primary exit strategy is wholesaling. Uh, for people who don't know uh, what that is, it's basically a exit strategy where I find off-market properties um, at a discount and I sell them to another investor that's looking to invest in a property and, you know, fix it up and put a new roof on it. So what I do is I charge a fee in between for my services and my fee can range from $20,000 to $70,000. And, you know, it just varies per deal, how much equity is in the deal and just, you know, what, what the numbers are looking like in that neighborhood. So it, it varies, but I mean, I've made a great living doing it. So that's pretty much my main exit strategy. I'm in the process of looking at some buy and hold properties up in the Detroit market. I'm looking to get some um, some multifamilies to add to my portfolio. But for the most part, I'm a real estate investor. Um, I primarily use the uh, wholesaling exit strategy uh, where I source deals to other investors. Okay. Okay. Got you. Got you. Got you. And so, 
how is wholesaling, you know, different from, I guess, like buy, buy and hold? Um, so the, the biggest difference is with wholesaling, you don't own the property per se. Basically what you're doing, you're assigning your equitable interest in the property to another investor, as opposed to buy and hold, you're buying the property to rent it out long term, right? And put tenants in the property. So that's kind of the biggest thing. You're you're not it's, it's I would say this, the biggest difference is buy and hold is a long-term strategy. Wholesaling is a short-term strategy meaning you're looking to make the quick money as opposed to buy and hold is a long-term strategy where you're looking to uh acquire uh equity in the property long-term, right? And you're looking to put a tenant in that property hopefully and rent that pr property out. That's that's so you know phenomenal. A lot of people say I need to save up my down payment. I need to you know save up for this three and a half percent with the FHA or like twenty percent with with like a investment property. You know, so kind of what made you want to get into wholesaling? Like, were you just you know did you like were you the just always into like real estate? What kind of right. made you get into wholesaling? Um, actually, I was I was always in the business, man. I mean, when I, I was a kid, I was selling Pokemon cards. I was selling uh, Dragon Ball Z pictures. I'm kind of dating myself a little bit there, but. I was, you know, I was always in the business in, in entrepreneurship, you know what I mean? So uh, what actually made me get into real estate, I, my cousin, she's a broker. Mm -hmm. So she kind of introduced me a little bit to real estate because I would see her on, you know, Instagram and social media, excuse me, looking at homes and she was, you know, driving a nice car. She was looking at properties all the time, showing the properties. You know how it is with the realtors. Yeah. Um, but I actually wanted to be a realtor at first. I didn't know what wholesaling was, to be honest. And she kind of broke the split down to me. Cause I asked her, like, okay, you were doing so well as a realtor. What made you become a broker? She was like, as a broker, it's scalable, meaning you can hire people and delegate and automate, mm -hmm. as opposed to a realtor. It's really a job. And then she kind of broke that realtor percentage, you know, the pay structure down to me. Like, for example, if they sell a home for a hundred thousand dollars, they may get three percent, which is three K, right? But when they make the three K, they have to break. They have to split the three k uh, with their broker, and I'm like, like man, that's kind of seventy percent. They get they get like yeah, so that's kind of like okay. Then you're really bringing home maybe eighteen hundred dollars of a deal, and that's kind of sort of like a regular job. I don't really see anything glamorous about that. So I went to a uh, a seminar, right? I went to a so I so I I continued to research on YouTube and things like that, and a real estate seminar popped up. Uh, it was a guy named Than Merrill. He was talking about how you can get into real estate with little to no money, which that described me at the time in my life because I was a teacher at the time. I was barely making $2,000 a month. I mean, I was bagging groceries at uh, a local grocery store when I lived in Florida for a year. Um, but nevertheless, the guy was talking about you can get into real estate with little to no money. I'm like, man, that sounds like me. He was like, if, if this is you, uh, show up to this free seminar, right? Um, and we're, we're going to teach you how to do this. And it's going to be from 8 to 12 on a Saturday. I'm like, man, okay, I'm a teacher. I get weekends off. I can do that, right? I can go to something free. Right. And then I went from there. Um, I went to that event. Um, I kind of started researching it more. I moved back to Atlanta to kind of connect back with family because I kind of got homesick, right? You know, I wasn't really making any money in Florida. And I was like, man, I can really make the same amount of money in Georgia and be closer to my family. You know what I mean? And so what happened was a colleague of mine, he uh he was at an Atlanta real meeting or something. And he was it was a guy in the background in the background. It was an African American guy in the background. He was like, hey man, I can teach you how to wholesale. Uh, because again, when I went to the seminar, they were the strategy was wholesaling. They're like, hey, this strategy is called wholesaling. You can make a lot of money doing so. 
And I was like, well, it still doesn't make sense. So I moved back to Atlanta, right? A couple months later, I saw a colleague of mine at a local uh, Atlanta real meeting. For people who do not know what that is, a real meeting is a real estate um, investing association, if you will. It's like where people go to only talk about real estate at night, right? It's like a social club, if you will. So at that event, uh, the guy was there, right? He was uh, in the background talking. I'm like, man, because I saw the guy on Instagram live, right? right. My colleague. I'm like, man, I mean, oh, that wholesaler, I, that sounds familiar. You're like, yeah, this guy's been killing it. He's the real deal. He's he's flipping properties left and right. So I'm like, hey, bro, can you connect me with the guy or can you send me the guy's Instagram or something, man? You know right. what I mean? I'm like, okay, this is the third time I've been introduced to real estate in less than six months. So this may be a sign that I need to look into this, right? It's a sign, yeah. So, yeah, he, he sent me the guy's Instagram. I sent him a DM. He's like, yeah, man, I'm looking for some students. Um, If you can come over to Buckhead uh, next Wednesday at 6, I'd love to meet you, meet you, you know what I mean? It's going to cost you to be in my program, but I'd love to meet you um, and really just sit down and, and see and see what I can do to really kind of teach you the business. So I got with him, you know, um, it took me probably three, about, about three months to do my first deal. I mean, my first deal was 15 grand. Uh, we got the property for 15, excuse me, we got the property for 15 grand. We sold it for 55 and I made a little bit over 15 grand on that deal because we did a 60-40 split at the time wow. between uh, my my mentor at the time and I. So so how'd you feel at that moment, right? Like after working three months, were you still doing your, your teaching job during the day or had you quit? Man, man funny story. I, I'm a different, I, I consider myself different. You know, everyone says that, but I think I have a different type of uh, risk and pain tolerance when it comes mm-hmm. to entrepreneurship. I think that's why, that's probably why I've, I've been so successful because I quit my job with, without knowing if this thing was going to work. So I do not recommend that to the audience. Uh, I would say get, get a great savings and you know what I mean? Get a great savings and probably some type of nest egg or, you know, a, a nice, a nice cushion of finances that you can use to invest into whatever your dreams may be before you quit. Right. The job. <laughs> but, but yeah, I quit the job, man. I quit that job. And I was like, man, I'm going for it, you know. Oh my God! So you quit. So you, now you're full time out hunting for deals, wholesaling. Yes, Three months down the road, you close your first deal. Fifteen k hits your account. Right. How do you feel? What do you do next? Like you said, you were making nearly oh. two thousand a month as a teacher. So what right. do you do after that fifteen k hits? Man, I man, I mean, I stared at the chick for at least fifteen twenty minutes. You know what I mean? Because I was in a group. He so my the mentor that I had, he had a group of us. It was like maybe five or six people. And I was seeing other people closing deals. So I kind of knew it was somewhat true, right? Right. But it hadn't happened for me. So I'm like, okay, wow, this is real. Like I'm in the club now. You know what I mean? I'm in the club. Like I'm not outside looking. I get to stay inside. <laughs> I can I can actually say I closed a real estate deal. I'm a real estate investor now. Yeah. So it was it was a surreal moment. I was relieved because again, I was behind on so many bills. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Not to the point where I was gonna get evicted, but I was like, man, okay, rent is doing like a week. You know what I mean? I need this deal to close ASAP. And um, you know, so I was just relieved, but most importantly, um, I was grateful that it worked. It worked. Right, right, right. And so, and so then kind of you're pretty much doing this at your by yourself at this point, right? Like you're out there speaking to the client, the, the potential clients, right? Prospecting, um, mm-hmm. cold calling. Kind of, you know, if if we kind of fast forward, how long from you know that moment 
uh, when you closed your first deal to like now? What what's kind of been like the the time span so far um, that you've been in wholesaling altogether? So overall, I've been in the business three years. Um, to say it's been easy is not true. You know what I mean? It's been challenging, but I think as an entrepreneur, we embrace challenges. You know what I mean? That that's kind of a testament to how good you are. But most importantly, it's a it's a test of how how patient you can be with the game, right? Whatever you're doing. And it's a test of your mental toughness. So it's been three years for me. Um, and I feel like we're finally really hitting our stride in the business to the point where we're closing, you know, I had um I had a 400k month last month. This yep. month should be three hundred thousand dollars. You know what I mean? Like yep. that's surreal to me. Coming from I closed my first deal for 15k. I didn't close another deal until probably two, three months later. And that one was like maybe I think nine. And then after the third deal, it started to become more consistent because I became more consistent with the marketing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I would say it's it's been a journey, man. I mean, I had to fire a lot of people. I had to hire a lot of people. But I also had to work on myself. You know, it's a difference between, and I tell people, it's a difference between a being a hustler and a businessman or businesswoman. Mm-hmm. Because as a hustler, you're always looking to get to that next deal. You're always looking at, okay, you know, how much money can I make? How much money can I make? As a businessman and businesswoman, right? You're more, okay, I want to, I want to, I want to build valuable relationships. I want to build a valuable network. I want to make sure I hire and empower, empower the right people. Okay. I want to surround myself with the right people, but most importantly, I want to invest in my business, in my marketing, invest in my personal development as well. And that's something that really changed. That, that's, that was really the biggest change. Me taking a look in the mirror and say, okay, I need to become better. Who do I need to become? So my business can get where it needs to go. And right. I think a lot of people in entrepreneurship, they miss that nugget right there because they're so consumed with the money, right? right? So I had to take a step back and say, okay, I can't be so consumed with the money because if you live in an abundance world, man, the money is going to come if you're providing great service, value, and you're helping people. You know what I mean? It's, right. it's in, inevitable. Like if you do those three things, the money will come. I guarantee you. I promise you that because that's what it's about. If you provide a service, uh, you can look at Uber and Lyft. They're providing a service, right? Uh, if you solve a problem, you're really going to make more money. I mean, I meant to add it on as well. If you solve problems, you can make even more money in America. You know what I mean? Huge. Providing value, solving problems, and helping people. Like, look at any successful business. Amazon, for example. The problem was customer service. We couldn't get things as quickly as we can with, with Amazon, right? I mean, look at Netflix. They took Blockbuster out of business. Customer service, man, they they solved the problem. It was like, you can only go to Blockbuster to get movies. Now you mean to tell me I can watch movies from my house without having to go out and be around people? You know what I mean? That's the thing. Those are billion-dollar companies, folks. Providing so, value, solving problems, and helping people. And that's the trifecta. You know, yeah. a lot of, and a lot of folks, like you said, are tied to this hustler mentality of like, all right, well, you know, how much can I get? How much can I get? When is the next sale? Right. Essentially, you know, looking up and down the proverbial block, right. Looking for right. the customer that was walk on by to make that hustle. So I, you touched on two things. One, you know, becoming, you know, working on, on yourself, your personal development and then hiring and firing. Right. So let's touch on kind of the personal development side of Marquise and kind of everything you had to do uh, on a personal development side. Um, and then we could kind of, you know, touch 
on on hiring and firing around okay. there really like how, how do you go from 15k you know maybe let's say every three months to like six figure months right what was the personal right. development behind that um the personal development was changing my mindset man because what happens a lot of people don't understand is if you want to be a successful entrepreneur you have to invest in marketing whether it's business cards you're going to social events you're posting on your social media you know what I mean? You're, you're, you're sending out direct mail. I mean, like when you get those pizza hut coupons to your apartment, that's direct mail marketing, man. Yep. They're trying yep. to get you to buy some pizza. You know what I mean? So uh, the biggest thing I had to change from a uh, uh, scarcity mindset, meaning like, man, I only have 5k to invest in marketing. I don't want to put all of that in marketing. You know what I mean? Yep. Instead of the abundance mindset where it's like, okay, if I put 5k in marketing and I have strong faith, and I and I'm great at what I do because I believe I am. I should make that 5k back. You know what I mean? So I I and it's a true story. I invested 5k to go to a real estate uh workshop in Dallas, right? I I was this guy I was following him on Instagram, he was killing it. Is I run he was doing the numbers that I'm doing now, right? Return on investment, guys. Listen closely. So I I invested five thousand dollars to go see this guy guy for a day in Dallas. I paid for my own flight. I paid for my hotel. I sat down. He stripped my business down to, to the T and he told me to do this, 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 and this, right? I came back. Um, I implemented the things that he told me to implement and my business really took off ever since then. Wow. So again, I'm not saying that's the magic pill, but the fact that I had to get out of my own way and say, okay, I need to think with abundance because apparently this guy is doing something right, right? And I think the next thing is you have to swallow your ego in business, man. Mm. You know what I mean? You have to you have to have some type of humility and and be egoless at certain times because the thing here is I was like, man, I know how to do everything, but it's I can only do so much, right? I had to focus on being the right person and most importantly the right leader so I can hire people and they're willing to follow me and and, and trust my judgment in this business, okay? Because you could be great at something, but your time is limited. Exactly. I rather del. I'm I'm very big on delegation and automation. So, um, the team I have now, I have 23 uh, virtual assistants in the Philippines. Right. I have seven people in house that I work with on a daily basis as well. So I have about 30. I have about 30 uh, people on my team wow. that work with me. I don't I don't really like to say work for me. They work with me because again, we are we're all getting paid. So, but I had to, yeah, but I had to make sure I'm putting people in the right seats, right? I had to make sure this person has the capacity to do this job, right? And this is a job that they really want to do. You know what I mean? Right. I think a lot of entrepreneurs kind of drop the ball on that as well. They just kind of like place people in positions, but it's like, is that person really competent enough to do that job? So what was kind of like your hiring process? Um, okay. How do you, like you said, you have 23 VAs in, in the Philippines, right? And you have seven folks who who work with you in the office. So, kind of, what's like the hiring process, maybe for like vetting out a VA versus someone who's going to be like a you know um, a sales associate in your office with you? Okay. Like, oh, kind of um, so, so I have a whole breakdown. I'm very I'm very organized. Um, as far as the virtual assistants, what we do, we go to onlinejobs.ph. It's pretty much um, it's a it's a Filipino website, similar to. Uh, um, uh, what's the web monster.com those type of websites here in America right 
that that's a website where you can go on there and upload like a job that you you, you have open here in America because I and, it, and it's very humbling because over there they value working for American companies because again their economy is not as stable as ours you know what I mean right. over here you can you can work at uh Publix right the grocery store after that you can go drive Lyft you can go drive Uber you can sell shoes on the side over there they don't really have all those types of opportunities so they're very eager to work with American companies. So, you know, I put, I put a breakdown together. Um, one, one or two um, things I look for is, okay, what, what is your English speaking like? You know, cause again, these are cold callers. You're calling people seven days a week. So your English must be great. I don't expect it to be perfect, but it needs to be good. Right. Yeah. Do you have any familiarity with our cold calling system that we're using? Right. We, we put them on an automatic dollar and they just let it roll and they call. As soon as people pick up the phone, they ask some questions, okay? Do you have any cold calling experience? You know what I mean? Can right. you send me a video? Can you send me a video introducing yourself? So, you know, things like that. So I can kind of get a feel for the person and make it a little bit more personal. Yeah. Um, here in America, if you're looking to work with me in the office on my sales side, um, do you have any sales experience? How close are you to the office? Because again, we work in the office. This is not a remote position. We we need you in the office. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, do you have any sales experience? Um, what what? Give me an Give me an example of you overcoming adversity. Because again, we all know in entrepreneurship is sales specifically. Adversity is every day. You know what I mean? You're told no at least a hundred times a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So yes. that's something I need you to be the type of person that's used to overcoming adversity. Okay. Um, what, what, what do you do when you're in this type of scenario and things like that? We even make them take like a personality test, like a disc, um, test. Disc assessment, like yeah. Again, yeah, yeah. Cause I, again, I want to know who I'm potentially working with, but most importantly, I want to know if you're a good fit for the company culture. You know, I've hired people in the past. They were good at the job, but they did not fit the company culture. Culture, right, right, right. What's the what's yeah. the culture you're shaping? Like, I see sometimes you spin the wheel on Instagram. Right, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm no. like, man, like that's dope. <laughs> and you know, it's it's a few things. I'm I'm big on models and stuff like that. You know, we believe in uh, working hard and rewarding hard work. So when you see them spin the wheel, they're being rewarded for hard work. You know, um, number two, um, this is my biggest one: results over excuses. Anything I'm telling you to do in the business, I've already done it. If I'm right. telling you to make a cold call, I've done it. If I'm telling you to call the guy back three times today, I've done it. And I and, and I let that be known. And I think that's that's one thing I kind of make, I feel as if it makes me stand out. But most importantly, my business is you're working with someone who, who knows what you're going through. You know what I mean? It's a tough day, man. I, I know how it feels, man. I remember that time back in 2017 or 20, 2019 or whatever, I was going through something similar. I kept calling this guy back over and over and over. And they're like, man, okay, this guy gets it. You know what I mean? Because right. a lot of the companies, a lot of companies, they have people in positions of power, right? Or authority, but they can't relate to the team members. They can't relate to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I'm very relatable to my team. Yeah, I'm very relatable to my team. Again, like um, I just picked up an Airbnb. I sent them a list of places that are, will allow you to do Airbnb in the market. So I'm, I'm letting them know, hey, I don't want you to just work for me, right? I want you to be able to invest as well as I invest. So yeah. that, that's a big thing, being relatable, man. I mean, results are excuse. I, I live that. And they know it. You know, and I set the expectation like, hey, I know what it takes. But I also understand the other side of the business where 
you're struggling to get deals done. So please don't take this opportunity for granted. Right, right, right. Now, nah, guys, my guy Marquise is, is serious about that, though. Leading by example. I mean, I got that list too. So, 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 what is this? What does this uh, shirt shirt mean? What are these words on this shirt? You got? I, I know my audio guys can't see it, but it says "Wealth Forever." So, so, what does "Wealth Forever" mean to you? Um, and, you know, it, it's special to me, man. Uh, it, it gives me something more to even live for. You know, I, I, I see. You know, "Wealth Forever" to me means creating uh, opportunities for my family members and other people in my community, uh, creating an impact that will outlive me, you know, creating, creating a lasting impact on others and like putting, you know, putting my, putting my family in a position where they can win. Like I, I was telling a buddy of mine, Robinson privilege, you know what I mean? I want my family to be able to invest wherever they like, live wherever they like, eat whatever they like. But most importantly, man, they wake up with a sense of pride in our last name and know that wealth forever is something that I created that I can pass down to them. You know what I mean? Right. And, and that's the biggest thing, you know, that that's the biggest thing, wealth forever. It, it, yeah, yeah. Well, it, you know, building, you know, I, I would say uh, sacrificing now so we can build wealth for the future. That's, that's, that's my thing with that. Do you, do you have like a vision of what that future looks like? You know, cause it could be very vague, but like, are they like hard numbers you're, you, you have in mind? So we, uh, so it, it's not more necessarily a numbers thing. I would probably say it's just the, the impact. I, I want it to be where this is something that that turns into um, an educational platform, right? Because again, wealth could, wealth is 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 relative. What what wealth means to me may not mean the same thing to someone in the audience or to you. You know what I mean? Right. So I, I want I want this to be something where people can really, really create even more from this. You know what I mean? They can, they right. can take it and say, okay, wealth forever, man. This is a brand. This is a shirt. This is a, this is different type of equipment and stuff like that. For, you know, I just wanted to be excited when I think about it. You know what I mean? Yep. So I wouldn't say it's necessarily a numbers thing per se, but I I know this is our, our community needs something like this. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, so now you're building out kind of more of your personal brand, under under wealth forever uh how how has that been um because it's kind of different from you know like the wholesaling business right uh, but like so how's it been like building out your personal brand what are you doing differently is it taking you outside okay. your comfort zone absolutely man that's a that's a great question um it is definitely taking me out of my comfort zone um i think I, i'm an extrovert by far you know I, I love talking to people i love meeting new people but i think with the branding it's taking me out of my comfort zone because I need to show my personality more to people. You know what I mean? I need to be more, it's forcing me to be more consistent, you know, with the real estate. Okay. I know the numbers I've been doing it so long. I'm comfortable with it somewhat. You know right. what I mean? I, I know that I've systematized that, but I, I like it because it's, it's creating another challenge for me. And as you all know, with, with entrepreneurship, it, you can get bored once you hit a milestone, a lot of people don't admit it. In entrepreneurship, once you hit a milestone, you're looking for that next high. Yeah. What can I do next? Okay, I, I made a hundred million dollars today. I want to know if I can make two hundred million dollars. You know what I mean? Or don't hit it. It's I, like you never hit a hundred million, right? Right. It's gonna keep you up at night. Oh, I helped fifty people. Man, let me take a look at my product again. I should have helped a hundred people today. You know what I mean? Or I, I, I don't know. So it's it's challenging me. It's really challenging me to be more personable. It's challenging me to be more open to uh marketing on social media you know because with the real estate marketing i have the cold callers i have a guy that sent out sends out text they're doing the work now it's me i'm making sure i'm putting my face out there more 
You know what I mean? So I'm getting uncomfortable and really kind of sharing what I do on a daily basis. Because, uh-huh. you know, the people want to know and, and they deserve to know if I'm really going to impact and help as many people as I, if I, as I say I want to. So. Right. It, it is an uncomfortable feeling, right? Like, I mean, my, I have a social media, um, I call her my social media superhero. She like creates pretty much like the images. Wow. I was supposed to submit about three different reels for right. her to pop up. <laughs> I haven't submitted those reels right. yet. So I'm right there with you. Like it's definitely an uncomfortable feeling. Um, are you, so are you gonna start running ads? Do you think, or are you looking more like for organic growth? What, what do you think? Um, I, I would probably say a little bit of both. I, I... I, I would I would definitely say I'm going to run ads. Um, I'm working with someone on that now. And again, that's just, that's business. You know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. You, you need to, marketing. I spoke about it earlier, so I would never stop marketing. I mean, marketing is life. You know what I mean. But I would definitely say I'm definitely I want to grow it organically as well. Because again, I I want I want to make sure I'm attracting the right people, like-minded right. individuals. You know, I don't want people to just work for me because okay, this guy could possibly make me some money. No, I want I want it to be a very, very uh, great relationship. Like, I want you to be able to look at me and say, okay, this guy is real, this guy is personable, you know what I mean? And this guy is somebody I can relate to, not just a salesman type of guy. So I don't want, I, I don't, I'm trying to, that's the, that's probably been the hardest challenge. I don't want to be too salesy, but at the same time, I do want people to understand the value that I can provide to their life, so. Yeah, I think a lot of people have that um, challenge with social media and even like posting, right? I, th- I think a ton of people have that, right? Um, some people have like a separate like business page, separate right. from their personal page. But at this point, you know, you're turning your personal brand into essentially like a, a business Absolutely. page in a sense. And so, I mean, I agree. It's, it's, it's definitely a, 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 a delicate balance. Um, right. but I think, I think it's just really all in the copywriting, right? Like really continue telling your story. Um, so folks can understand why, you know, sometimes folks don't even care like what, you know, as long as they know, you know, uh, why you care and, and why you're doing it. Right. Like that's really like the most important thing behind it. So, um, so I, I see you have a few different kind of brands under the wholesaling brand also. So I guess like clear it up for our audience. So there's like Skyview acquisitions. Then you have right. Another, another, I think it's skip, skip source, skip resource. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, so, so how does so, that mean all tie in to each other? Like, like what do we got? Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm big on uh, multiple streams of income, but I'm also specific with that. You know, I think people, they go, they go down a rabbit hole or they kind of, they're all over the place when they say multiple streams of income, you know, yeah. I think there's a quote out there. The average millionaire has seven in- streams of income. That may okay. be true, but seven streams of income doing what? So, Mo, my streams of income are real estate based. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, and, and before I speak on that, I wanted to go back to the branding part. I wanted to make sure, right, that I'm known in this in this business for the results. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That I really, really do this, and that's why I waited so long to really start working on the personal branding until I had fantastic results—a million dollar company where I can really show people that man, I have paperwork in black and white that backs up. You know what I'm saying? Right. You see a lot of people out here, they talk about this and that, but they never really show you what they've done before they popped up on the internet trying to sell you something. Right. Makes sense? Yep. So, but, the, you know, but the back to what you were saying, um, so Skyview Acquisitions, um, that's my wholesaling company that I run with my partner, right? Uh, he, he's on the dispo side. He does, the, he does a lot of fix and flips as well. Mm-hmm. He does a lot of rehabs on properties. So Skyview Acquisitions is the wholesaling company, Okay. Skip source data is a real estate investing software that I own as well. 
Mm-hmm. So, for example, if you were looking to get into business and you were kind of on a budget, I would tell you to go to Skip Source Data and purchase the tools and resources that you need to get some deals closed like I'm doing. So that's kind of a part of me as well. Uh, and then we're going to start doing uh, like, you know, a one day, two day seminar as well. So we're going to put a group together for that. And then I have cold callers if you need cold callers for your business as well. Okay. So I have a, you know, I have a few different things. They're kind of just, I would say, parts parts of what, what has made me and my, and my partner in our company successful. We're, we're, we're trying to, how can I say, market that to other people so they can use some of those resources as well. Exactly. So pretty much, you know, I like essentially like outsourcing like some of your team or right. – um, you know, just the trainings, right? Like, so how does one person, like, are you tech savvy? Like, how do you build a tech company, like skip source? Like how, how does that come about? You know? Oh, oh easily, easily. <laughs> like you, you hire the right person. Listen, I'm, listen, I, I, I'm very, very big on hiring people to do the things you don't want. And it goes back to what I said earlier, swallow your ego and hire someone that's great at something that you're not good at. You know, you got to think about like, who's, me and my partner was having a conversation earlier about writing a book. He was, he was telling me, you know, a lot of these best-selling authors, they may have came up with the idea, but they didn't sit there and type up the whole book, right? Right. They exactly. had like you, a copywriter or, some, or, or someone like that, you know, they, so I hired my, uh, I have a guy that does uh, coding, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he coding, he does websites, all that type of stuff. So he set that whole thing up for me. I had the, the vision, right? We got together and I gave, and I gave him an opportunity to work together and he, he set the whole website up. Wow, so I knew what I wanted, but I'd be lying to you if I understand coding. I do not understand coding at all. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That's an important point. So, like, you know, I definitely hope you guys know, right, like, the way to, you know, financial freedom, the way to these multiple businesses is not you really doing it all by yourself, but finding the people who can help you do it. Like, I was reading Who Not How the other day, and that's exactly book. Yeah, I'm reading it now. Oh, yeah. So, you know about the story about even the author of the book, he found right. someone to pretty much write the book for him, you know, so that's pretty, that's pretty dope. And so you were saying that you're getting into pretty much conferences. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so when can we actually like, you know, meet you in person for those conferences? Are you going right. to be speaking? Are you going to bring guest speakers in? What's, so what's that what, what we're, what we're going to be doing is going to be more like workshops where we're going to come in and break your business down and give you some pointers on how to really accelerate your business and really make the changes that you want to make so you can you can hit, hit your real estate and entrepreneurial uh, goals. So it's more like the, the thing I went to earlier in the conversation where I, I flew out to Dallas to go see that guy. I just thought that was brilliant because it really helped me. To this day, I'm grateful for that guy. I reach out to him all the time. He's my mentor now. You know what I mean? We talk all the time. So it's going to be more of a, like a workshop, a private workshop where you know, you pay, you come in and really sit down and, you know, you, you hit a cliche, pick your brain. I'm going to import, I'm going to empower and invest everything I have into you if you fly out to see me. Or if you're in the local area, I'm looking to do some some pop-ups where we can kind of do some networking events as well. You know what I mean? Okay, nice. Yeah, definitely. Definitely got to fly down to Atlanta, man. This episode is sponsored by Inventure Consulting. If you're looking to launch, fund, or grow your business, feel free to go to inventu.com backslash consulting or click the link in our bio or below attached to this podcast, guys. Once again, if you're looking to have a business plan or a grant written so you can expand your company, definitely reach out to myself and my team. Would you kind of, you know, folks are looking to get into wholesaling, right? 
Um, mm-hmm. They're looking to really start learning more about building out systems um, and kind of go from, you know, 15K every three months to six figures a month. How can they actually work with you? You know, how can they pretty much get in touch with you to work with you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you can reach out to me on Instagram. I'll, um, I'll drop my link below. Um, it's wealth forever, W-E-A-L-T-H underscore underscore uh, forever. Um, that's primary where you can find me on Instagram. My Twitter is the same handle, uh, wealth forever on that as well. Uh, so I'm in the process of revamping my course by the time this airs. I mean, it probably it should be ready. So I'm in the process of revamping my course. Uh, with my course, I'm going to give them everything I have. You know what I mean? For the per, per, you know for the person that's looking to to invest, but again, I, it's not going to be a ten thousand dollars. You know, it's nothing crazy, man. Nothing crazy. Yeah. I understand people. You know, they need something that's gonna you know help them get there, but also they need something that's not gonna uh you know hurt hurt their uh pocket too hard. So for sure, for I'm working sure. on that, and uh we we, we have the the, the the seminars and workshops coming up as well. But I definitely say if you're looking to get in contact with me, Instagram and Twitter is where you can find me right now. Most definitely. And, and, and can we get, can we give our audience like a, a little bit, you know, just, just a little bit of something on the wholesaler and kind of something to really get them going a small win right off the bat. Okay. Um, yeah. With the wholesaling, the biggest thing, it's a numbers game, man. Marketing, marketing, marketing. I would say if you're on a budget or you're really excited about getting in this business, talk to people, man, TTP, talk to people. You need to be cold calling and you need to be sending out texts. And Matt, I'll tell you what, I'll drop the link. Let me know. I can, we can drop the link in here below. I'll, I'll okay. give you the link. Uh, to the skip source data website right if you go on there we have text blast and we have uh the cold calling and rvm it's a website with everything on there so i would say talk to people it's so many different marketing strategies you know people talk about bandit signs and they talk about direct mail talk to people most people have their phone in their hand 90 percent of the time send them a text cold call them but most importantly you want to target you want to target distressed sellers people who are going through divorce probate tax delinquent you want to be very very how can i say um uh, i want to say granular but you want to be very very uh unique with your marketing if you will specific that's probably the better word be specific with your marketing. targeted you know? we only we only target certain uh prospects when it's time to go for marketing okay great so you guys heard it here uh so the link will be in the in the podcast description uh, for you to go to the skip source website also you heard the few tips um so if you're looking to get into wholesale definitely start taking action and make sure to reach out to marquise um his contact information is going to be in the description below follow him on instagram grab his course up you guys see the proof is in the pudding hey hashtag wealth forever man yes sir thank you for the opportunity guys thank you Let's get it. Y'all know I'm that boy. Bridging the gap between Wall Street and the streets where they back against the wall. Invent you. I had to invent me. B said, get information. She met LLCs. Put the world in your palm. You soon see palm trees. What I mean? Taking place. The dark 50%.